1: Good morning and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm Sandy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. And today we are breaking down um, our the Big 12 in our conference previews. It is one of our favorite conferences to watch. Lots of points, very little defense, uh, and usually super duper uh, entertaining as well. Uh, before we get into it, uh, we do have a word from our sponsors over at Spotify Green Room. Uh, Spotify Green Room is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to uh, me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. All you have to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS or Android App Store, create a profile, link to Twitter, and join your league. Um, so, very easy to use, and uh, it'll be up and running for the upcoming season. TJ, the Big 12, it is. I think the question that everybody is going to ask, and whether it's a joke or not, is Texas back?
0: <laughs> right, right. I, uh, not yet, not yet. But I will say, uh, I do think that Steve Sarkeesian was an uh, interesting and I think ultimately will be a good hire. Now, the question for Texas is always going to be what's good enough um is you know is winning a big twelve title once every four years and making the playoffs once every four years is that good enough for texas fans uh i I can't answer that, but um you know I think that the resources there are sky high the money there is you know sky high which of course, leads to sky high expectations. I get that. I'm not uh, not the type to tell other fan bases how they should feel uh, and how they should view, you know, their program. Um, Indiana fans, you know, we've been told what we should accept with Indiana football for, you know, forever, and we don't like that. Um, so I'm not going to be one to do it to Texas fans. Um, I just hope that Steve Sarkisian is given you know, adequate time to get things going there because I, I do think ultimately he could have Texas at a, a very good level. Again, don't know if their fans will consider that good enough, um, but I, I do think ultimately he can be successful. And the Big 12, they don't need Texas to be great, uh, but I think a legitimate challenger uh, for Oklahoma would be a really good thing for this conference as a whole.
1: Yeah. Um, and to go back on Texas, you kind of look at some of these, you know, call them blue blood programs and Texas right. is up there, but you look at Florida state, you look at Tennessee, you look at Michigan and you look at Texas and they're all kind of in the same, you know, in, in the same boat. They had highly successful coaches, got rid of them. In one way or the other, um, they brought in their guy. Uh, you know, Tom Herman was supposed to be the guy coming, um, you know, from from Houston um, to turn that program around. He clearly didn't do enough. Uh, they got rid of him. Uh, and now you kind of go off the radar. Uh, it, it was I, I wouldn't say it was, you know, they, they went after Urban Meyer. Uh, they didn't get Urban Meyer, and, and so they went with Sark, And it was, yeah, it, we'll call, I'll call it under the radar or kind of unexpected uh, hiring there. But, you know, you look at Michigan did the same thing with Jim Harbaugh. He, he was the guy. Um, and, and so what do you do after you fire the guy? Uh, you hopefully hit a, hit a home run higher. Um, you, you hope, hope that, you know, you could tell the boosters who are kind of pulling the string on, Hey, we went with your guy before. And it was a disaster, you know, I, Herman wasn't a disaster, but it didn't work out. Um, so f- figure that one out. Um, it, it, it's, I think it's a two team race this year and it comes down to Oklahoma and Iowa state. Um, those are the two best teams in the conference. I, don't agree with Heather Dinich of ESPN, who said, "Hey, Big Twelve could get two teams in." I, I just I don't see it, just because of the nature of their championship game. Um, they do a round robin. The top two teams play again uh, in the national champion or in the Big Twelve championship game. That basically means a team is. Oklahoma or, or Iowa state is either going to be undefeated lose a game or lose two games. And I don't think two, one loss big 12 teams are getting in and I don't think a two loss big 12 team is getting in. Um, uh, so it, it's, I think it's a little far fetched that that they get two teams in, um, not bad divisions and Oklahoma and Iowa state only played once. Yeah. Two teams could get in. Uh, Oklahoma is the favorite here. They have Spencer Rattler coming back after a slow start last season uh, with interceptions. He, you know, got better. Um, he was really good in the spring as well. Uh, and we we know what Lincoln Riley does with quarterbacks in Norman. Um, you know, they're, they're usually in the Heisman race, if not in in the uh, in the finalist room. Iowa State also has to go to to Oklahoma uh, as well. And that game comes near the end of the season. So theoretically, they could be playing twice in three weeks. So they play November 20th. They could play again that first um, championship week in in December. So they're going to be very familiar with themselves uh, with each other by the end of that. But you know, Iowa state, they also have to play, they get Iowa at home. That that's a series that Iowa state for whatever reason, whenever they're good, they still struggle. Uh, and, and the Hawk game didn't happen last year. Uh, so it, it's going to be, it's going to be a game that each team has circled, which actually could benefit IU as well. Um, Cause they play right after the IU game, but you know, they, At Baylor, they get Kansas at home. At Kansas State, you know, they get Texas at home. And then, you know, they end the year at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, and TCU. So, you know, they they bring back Brock Purdy. They bring back Brees Hall. uh, And and a whole – basically everybody that they needed to come back came back. And and they're going to be a very strong team. But, again, it's Iowa State. Can they live with the expectations of, hey – you're supposed to win you know win the Big 12 possibly get into the college football playoff. What's your take on Iowa State?
0: I I think that they are a, a legitimate contender for this conference title. Um I do think that if this year's Iowa State team got to play last year's Oklahoma team, I would probably you know, be taking Iowa State. Uh, given the question marks that last year's Oklahoma team had, I think that this year's Oklahoma, with another year under Alex Grinch at defensive coordinator, uh, he is really doing a a good job of making that defense uh, good enough. You know, instead of being a complete sieve, uh, they are capable of of you know getting stops and shutting you know bad offenses down. Um, I think that Spencer Spencer Rattler uh, really came into his own the second half of last season. For me, he's a very legit Heisman contender. Uh, I I think he's got immense talent. And then they brought in Eric Gray, uh, transfer from Tennessee at running back. I think he's going to have a huge year as well. Kennedy Brooks is back at running back also. Um, Oklahoma you know, uses their running backs in pretty unique ways. And, you know, they're not just, you know, throw the ball 70 times. It's, you know, they do rely on their running backs both as receivers out of the backfield and as, as runners that get big lanes because of a good offensive line. And because you have to respect that passing attack. So I I think the offense is going to be improved. I think the defense is going to be improved. Um, And, again, I think Iowa State will be better than they were a season ago because everybody is coming back. But I I like Oklahoma to win their seventh straight Big 12 title. And, honestly, until someone beats them, I think you have to take the Sooners to get it done again. Uh, But I I do like Iowa State. I think that um, it's it's the type of thing that it was good to see Matt Campbell – Not really seriously consider any other positions. Uh, I I like it when guys build stuff and opt to stay there instead of taking that first chance they can to jump to a quote bigger job. I think it'd be really cool to see Matt Campbell there for a long time, just like it'd be cool to see Tom Allen in Indiana for a long time. uh, Hopefully, you know, making their programs into consistent, uh, you know, top 20 schools. To as opposed to Matt Campbell has one or two hot years at at Iowa State and jumps to, you know, job X when it comes available. Um, But this year, I will still take Oklahoma to knock off the Cyclones. I do think they beat them twice, once at home, once in the Big 12 title game. And that likely, I agree with you, that likely relegates the Cyclones to uh, a New Year's Six Bowl, but not a playoff berth. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they're – the only way I could see them potentially getting in with, with two losses, both to Oklahoma, Oklahoma would have to be undefeated and the number one team in the country or something like that. Iowa State would have the two losses to them, but they need to be competitive. And then you would have to have Iowa State beating one or two other teams that have really great seasons, and they just don't have that on their schedule. The only opportunity that they could develop is if they knock off Iowa uh, in impressive fashion, and then the Hawkeyes, you know, beat Indiana, win the Big Ten West, maybe go something like eleven and one or something like that, uh, and then Iowa State would be able to you know, point to two losses to a title contender like Oklahoma in competitive fashion, plus an impressive win over, you know, say Oklahoma State, Texas, and beating Iowa as well. Uh, But I agree with you. That's pretty far-fetched. So I think it probably relegates them to a New Year's Six Bowl.
1: Yeah, and moving on to to the rest of the, the Big 12, uh, some interesting games uh, too. We were talking about this last night uh, uh, via text. Oklahoma opens at Tulane. That's just a weird game. We talk about uh, power five schools going a group of five schools, uh, but they're going down into down into the South. It, it, it could be a, a nice recruiting trip for them, um, but it's also a tricky, you know, a tricky game. Anytime you play a, an option team, uh, it's sure. tricky. You also bring back the the old rivalry between Oklahoma and Nebraska. Um, and, I mean, they're complaining that that game's at noon. Uh, you know, so, you know, we'll see. And then you bring back uh, a, a rivalry game with uh, West Virginia at Maryland uh, as well. Uh, are are there any other teams who could, com- you know, compete with Iowa State and um, – in Oklahoma, who's your surprise team uh, in the Big Twelve? I
0: went with TCU. Um, I I like Gary Patterson. Um, I I do think, you know, he's not elevated TCU to quite the level that it seemed like they might be on the trajectory for um, after Andy Dalton left. However. uh, I still think it's a really good program. Um, and I, I think that their schedule sets up pretty nicely. They do have to go to Oklahoma um, and they have potentially tricky gaming an improving SMU program. But, you know, they get those 50 50 games largely at home. Uh, West Virginia, Baylor, um, what's the other one? Texas, all at home. You know, at Oklahoma, at Iowa State, I don't think they'd be winning those ones anyway. Uh, but avoiding a long trip to West Virginia, uh, getting Texas at home, those are perks. Um, I, I can see eight, maybe nine wins for TCU this coming season. I think Max Duggan is due if he can stay healthy, uh, finally put together a breakthrough season. Uh, I think that their, their wide receiver core – is, is a pretty good one and, and it is improving that the skill player positions are improving for them. The defense, you know, you know it's going to be pretty solid with Patterson. Uh, they do have some holes to fill, but I think the defense is going to be solid enough and the offense will be better than TCU typically has. Um, so I, I have taken TCU as that surprise team. Uh, I've got them finishing third in the big 12.
1: Yeah. That was my surprise team as well. Uh, again, it's a quarterback sport. Um, just like, uh, we said in our ACC preview and Max Duggan, uh, is a veteran guy. He's been very good. Uh, the offensive line should be better. The run game should be a little bit better. He has the, the, the weapons at wide receiver and the defense should be much improved. Uh, they do get California at home as well. Um, in the in the non-conference, you know, they should start September off. They should be four and zero with Texas coming in on October second, and you win that game, you're in business. Uh, you go to Texas Tech at Oklahoma. I mean, it, it's the schedule lines up for you know you could legitimately go ten and two, nine and three, uh, and, and find yourself maybe. Sneaking into a New Year Six Bowl, or at least a very high level bowl, um, you know, after a couple of, of, of down years at TCU. Who is your disappointing team? TJ, are you there? That
0: was my fault. I was on mute. That's okay. Uh, Uh, I've got uh, got Oklahoma State as my disappointing team and I you know I have year after year invested money in picking them uh, you know their win total over and I've picked them as a surprise team and uh, even some years a big 12 champion um, and it just doesn't quite come together for the Cowboys Uh, I, I, I think that Coach Gundy is a really good coach. I think he's a good character for college football. Um, and, you know, despite some kind of disagreements, if you will, with the Oklahoma State administration, he continues to uh, to stay there and um, I think has built a really good program. But uh, if I'm expecting an uptick from TCU, then – I also think Iowa State and Oklahoma will be really good. Then somebody has to disappoint, uh, and that ends up being Oklahoma State. Now, one of my main reasons for picking that, the offense has not been quite what it was uh, here in the past couple of years. They have had a bit of a regression on the offensive side of the ball. Last year was one of their worst offensive seasons uh, that they've had in quite a while. I know that they are expecting – Uh, a backup, uh, you know, a tick back up there. Um, Spencer Sanders getting hurt early on and then a couple of offensive linemen going down at the start of the year. Uh, That certainly hurts quite a bit. But, you know, I see Chuba Hubbard gone. um, And I, I, I just think that there's enough chinks in the armor on the offensive side of the ball that it takes them back a step And I don't expect their defense to make that up. Um, Add in that Iowa State continues to get better. Oklahoma continues to get better. And I think the TCU's offense is going to get a little better as well. Uh, And I I do see a step back for the Cowboys. Uh, I don't think they'll be bad by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, it's a, a fairly difficult schedule. They have Boise State. Uh, the third week of the season, that'll be really tricky. That's a road game for them. Um, kudos to them for playing that game. I, I don't think it's particularly smart, uh, but you know, that'll be a, a fun game to watch for sure. They have to go to Texas, to Iowa State, um, and to West Virginia as well. And then, of course, Oklahoma uh, at home in the last game of the season. So, uh, I, I think that maybe a step back to a seven and five, eight and four is kind of on the card or in the cards for the Cowboys. Uh, I do think Mike Gundy, you know, certainly not on the hot seat, certainly somebody that I expect to be there for a long time. If he was going to bolt for another job, I think that would have already happened. Um, I, I just it'll be interesting to see if they can get back up to challenging Oklahoma for that conference title like they did for a few years before Texas rises to do so.
1: Yeah, I I debated a lot on my most disappointing team. I tried not to pick Kansas because, like we said, they don't have any expectations. Uh, They're bringing in Lance Leopold uh, from Buffalo, who's a fantastic coach, but it's a total – he came in a day before – their yeah, good hire. Game, great I, hire. I wanna,
0: yep, I want to chip in and just get that on record. Uh, if if somebody can get Kansas to be competent, I think that Lance Leopold is the guy. I agree with you. The timing right now for this coming season, that it's probably not going to happen. Um, but for the next three to four year project, uh, if it's going to work that was a hire that can get it to work.
1: Yep. And, yeah, he was hired, like, one day before their spring game because Les Miles and Jeff Long were fired because of Miles' actions over at LSU, and they kind of swept it under the rug. Uh, And it was just a total mess. But Lance Leopoldi is a no-nonsense guy. Uh, He turned Buffalo into um, contenders in the MAC. Uh, year after year. He had some, some really good players. He's, uh, you know, I think his team was top 10 in the rushing uh, last year and that's Kansas's strength this year is going to be their running game and things like that. But uh, it's probably a year zero um, for Kansas. And that's why they're, they're not on my most disappointing list, but I'm going to stay in the state of Kansas and I'm going to go with Kansas state. Um, their expectations aren't that high either. I just – yeah, but they're always good to knock off somebody. Uh, they went four and six last year, and I think the expectation is take the, ne- uh, the next step. Um, they do get – they they open up with a neutral site game against Stanford. Stanford isn't great. Um, they play a tough FCS team in Southern Illinois. Uh IU fans know exactly how tough Southern Illinois is after uh, losing to them in 2006 and needing a pass breakup to win by one on a two-point conversion in 2015, which is a game that that changed the history of IU football. Um, If Indiana loses that game, Kevin Wilson's probably out. Um, They also play Nevada. Uh, They get Oklahoma at home. They get Oklahoma and Iowa State at home, not back-to-back weeks, but in back-to-back games. They have a a bye week in between both of those games. uh, And then they end the year at Texas, um, which is kind of weird. I figured that they would play the Apple Cup at the end of the year, but – or not the Apple Cup, the – whatever they play for. Um, But they play Kansas in November 6th. I. I just don't see them having, having the talent that, you know, developed talent that they have yet. They're still young. Um, You know, they have a a Skylar Thompson's a good quarterback. He's a senior, but Deuce Vaughn's still a freshman. Um, They're littered with sophomores and redshirt freshmen on offense. Their defense is, you know, probably a sophomore, junior defense as well. I just think they're a year off, but, you know, expectations for Kansas State are always to, to be a bowl team now um, and things like that. So they're, I think they're going to be my most disappointing team. Uh, let's finish up with Texas Tech and – Texas Tech, Baylor, and West Virginia. Uh, let's start with Texas Tech. This is another team that I had on my, you know, most disappointing list. I, I, they, they were four and six last year again. They took Texas to overtime uh, last year, but blew, I think it was like a 14-point lead with like three and a half minutes to go. Their defense was awful. Um, And their offense just fell off by the end of the year. Outside of the game against Oklahoma State, um, they beat Kansas by three. They beat Baylor by one. They had a a seven-point win over West Virginia they'd be Houston Baptist by one, like they might, they were lucky to, to come out of four and six. And I think it, you know, with, with Matt Wells, they entering his third year. It might be a do or die season for him. Uh, I think they need to go to a bowl game uh, for him to get a vote of confidence, but they play Houston uh, to open up. They also get FIU and Stephen F. Austin at home. But then you have back-to-back trips to Texas and West Virginia. You have to go to Can uh, Oklahoma and you end the season at Baylor and you get Iowa State um, after a bye week after Oklahoma. So it's it's a tough schedule. I just don't think they have – they don't have the talent right now, to at least on defense, to compete um, mainly. They got lucky last year to win four games. It could be another – you know, four or five win season for them.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And Matt Wells, uh, apparently, you know, people were not thrilled with how things were going even after the first year. Um, I, I think that it's quite a transition when you go from, you know, uh, a air raid offense to, you know, more of a, not traditional by any means, but, a uh, little bit slower paced and, you know, if that doesn't go well at first, uh, I imagine fans are sitting around saying, well, I mean, at least we were fun before, you know, we didn't win all the time, but at least we were fun. And I, I think that um, he will certainly need to exceed expectations this season uh, for them to keep him around for another year. I think uh, it, that's a, it's a tough job. So I'm not sure exactly what realistic expectations are there, but. Um, it's a,
1: it's yeah. a passionate fan base. And I think, yeah, you know, you had something going with Mike Leach. They got rid of him uh, due to some off the field issues. Right. Um, you had Cliff Kingsbury as well. They weren't happy with the progress he was making. It's, you know, it, it's one of those, be careful what you wish for. The grass isn't always greener. On the other side, and I think those years under Leach, where they, you know, they got up to, you know, either one or two in the country, um, and then fell off. That can't be the expectation, especially with Texas A&M in the ACC or in the SEC. Um, Texas TCU is playing well. You're you're probably the fourth best. At best, you're the fourth best team in Texas, um, and yep. that's not including if Houston's rolling. You're you're probably behind them. And you know if SMU ever gets it going, you you might you have you're in danger of falling behind SMU as well. So it's a yeah. tough job, yeah. and expect if your expectations are, hey, we, we got to compete with Oklahoma and Texas, you know, it's kind of like asking IU you got to beat Ohio State every you know other year, which is totally right. unrealistic. Uh Yeah, finally they did bring for-
0: Sunny Cumby. Sonny Cumbie back uh, from TCU. Um, he played there under Mike Leach and, and coached some under Mike Leach, brought him back as the offensive coordinator to, you know, that kind of tells you where things are at with Matt Wells. He needed to needed to bring in a Texas Tech guy, an air raid guy um, to to kind of help what he hopes is revitalize the offense. And either that works and you see progression or it doesn't and there's no moves left for wells to make so uh we're gonna we're gonna see this year i certainly think he's somebody to watch on the hot seat
1: yep it brings us to west virginia our second to last team in the big 12 i had west virginia they were in my discussion for surprise team as well and again it comes down to the quarterback um jared doge is coming back he threw for 14 touchdowns four interceptions uh just over 2500 yards um he's got you know four out of his top five receivers coming back uh laddie brown uh who was a thousand yard rusher with nine touchdowns last year is back uh the reason i went with tcu was the defense um yep you know west virginia did go six and four last year it's neil brown's third year i think he's on the up and up um, you saw them beat IU out for uh, Jacoby Spell. So their recruiting's getting yeah. better. Uh, it's the secondary. If your secondary is not experienced and not talented in the big 12, you're going to get hammered. Um, and I think you got some freshmen up front um, on the defensive line. And then now your secondary is seniors and juniors. And we've all seen um, – what that what that does, and we've seen it at IU as those growing pains happen. It's as freshmen, and sophomore, sophomores, the improvement happens, and, and you get a year like you had at IU last year. Now, um, West Virginia is going to kind of hope that that happens as well. Uh, do they compete for the Big Twelve title? No, but I think they they go solidly solidly to a bowl game. Um they do have a, a kind of a, a tough non-conference schedule. They do play two power five schools in uh Maryland and Virginia Tech. They have to go to Maryland. Um, and then they have to go to Oklahoma at Kansas State at Kansas. So it's not the worst road schedule, and at TCU. Um and their bye week comes right in the middle of the year, which you know is always nice. But if they if they could be Maryland and Virginia Tech, they'll go 3-0 in non-conference. Uh, you could, they'll beat Baylor. They'll beat Texas Tech. Um, they'll beat Kansas. That's six wins right there with a chance for eight against Kansas State and Oklahoma State uh, in, a, in a home game at Texas. I think the ceiling's probably eight or nine wins. Uh, the floor is probably five or six. So it should be a solid year Uh, in Morgantown. uh, It's a good football school. They're always I know West Virginia based on, you know, that those late 90s, early 2000 teams with speed um, and offensive uh, firepower. So they should be getting back to those roots um, soon. What's your take on West Virginia?
0: Um, You know, the lack of an explosive offense, at least last year, combined with losing five you know really good defenders uh, mainly linebacker Tony Fields and then the safety Tyke Smith uh i i think that that is going to hamper them being able to take a step up uh i think six or seven wins is a reasonable hope um i don't see a whole lot more than that um now, you know, major step forward in the quarterback play obviously would change things for this team. From um, me, they are missing that that key guy at quarterback. But um, I, I do think Neil Brown has things moving in the right direction. Uh, and it's clear that, you know, he's doing a pretty good job recruiting with this particular class that he's got building right now. Uh, Indiana and West Virginia have battled for a few players this class. Uh, So I think that they are a program that sees themselves on the rise uh, for this year, though. I think six or seven is probably the ceiling.
1: Yeah. Um, That brings us to Baylor and Baylor was also in the discussion for most disappointing, Um, but I don't think they went two and seven last year. in Dave Aranda's first year. They are breaking in a new quarterback after Charlie Brewer left to go to Utah, uh, which is tough. Um, I just don't see them getting much better. No, I, it's... No,
0: I, I don't either. Uh, it's, you know, two and seven last season. Uh, a lot of that can be chalked up to a really tough offseason to have an entirely new staff. They've got some good wide receivers, uh, but I, I without any type of proven quarterback, it's really difficult to see this team succeeding in this conference. Um, I don't think Baylor's going to be necessarily terrible, uh, but I, I'm not sure what you're turning to as kind of a, you know a, a consistent backbone for your team. I know they're wanting to build it on on defense and that that might be what we see but if you can't score points in the big 12 you're going to be really hard pressed to win very many games Um, and I, I think that's kind of the issue we'll see with Baylor this year if they find a quarterback you know much like West Virginia if they find a consistent quarterback that changes the equation for them but until we see it it's a hard thing to expect it
1: yeah it it is, and you know they they blew Kansas out last year, and then their only other win last year was a one point win over Kansas State. Um, so how much improvement? I uh, you know Dave, Aranda, Matt Rule had that program going. Dave Aranda was the obvious choice to be a head coach. He was a hot defensive coordinator at LSU, uh, but those defenses at LSU weren't, you know world leaders, Uh, it was probably the weakness of that national championship game, Uh, national championship team, Uh, they, their non-conference schedule is they should go two and one, they do get BYU at home, uh, but they play at Texas State, Texas Southern at home uh, and get Kansas at Kansas to start the year, Uh, the back end of the schedule is a little bit tougher, a lot tougher. You get Texas at TCU, Oklahoma at home, at Kansas State, Texas Tech. So they could start the year off strong, and then fade towards the end. It's just they they better hope that uh, Jerry behind and uh, who's a sophomore uh, gets uh, gets right quick, or if they find somebody behind him as well, because Charlie Brewer did a, did a lot for that team, and even in in the years that. Baylor went to the Big 12 title game, and then again in the Sugar Bowl. When he saw Charlie Brewer go down, there was nobody behind him, and that team mm-hmm. it absolutely changed the game. All yep. right,
0: Charlie Brewer is going to be a, a tough one, and he will come up in our uh, Pac 12 preview.
1: I think yes, he uh, will with Utah, yeah. our old friends over yep. in Salt Lake City. Uh, anyway, that yep. does it for our. Big 12 preview. Uh, We will uh, be back next week with our Pac-12 preview as well. Uh, Thank you for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Find our Facebook page as well. We are starting to sell our, we have our pre-sale going for Hoosier Huddle huddle year. Uh, It goes up until August 18th. The gear is guaranteed to get to you by September 4th, so you'll have it in in time for kickoff also a final word from our friends over at kansas city steaks uh, kansas city steak company wants to make this year your best grilling season ever visit kansascitysteaks.com and get 15 percent off your order and free shipping with the code sd at checkout uh, you can get classic steak cuts to you uh to usda prime to hard to find specialty cuts and more Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Uh, That does it for today's show. Thank you for joining us, uh, and we'll see you when we talk the Pac-12.